world of students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted He said sorry Elsa But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a wizard, you're a princess Or is it? Or is what? Elsa, a princess. Okay. Hello, and welcome to Sorted. <laughs> I'm Alex. I'm JD. And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. It's true. We're gonna sort things. <laughs> Wait, why do we have like such a perfect like big first couple of bits? And then just because never, you're supposed to, to follow up my thing and say With we're gonna what? sort things. Oh, we're gonna just... sort things, and then I say what are we gonna sort, and then you say what we're gonna sort, but you always do it wrong. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> Is that a thing? That's how it's supposed to go. Yeah. We're gonna sort things. <laughs> what are we gonna sort? Frozen. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year. It's oh, cold yeah. outside. Let's sort. The cold movie. Hey, but before we do that, we have something we need to talk about. Yeah. Something a little bit more serious, because it's been a while since we had an episode. Sorry we missed last week. It was Christmas when we should have been It was recording. Christmas. Deal with it? We record on Wednesdays and Christmas was Wednesday. Deal with it. We're recording on New Year's Day, so... You know what? If you've got a problem with it, just let it go. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, serious time. Since we last recorded... J.K. Rowling returned to Twitter in order to explicitly out herself as a TERF. Yeah. For those who don't necessarily know what that means, TERF, T-E-R-F, trans-exclusionary radical feminist is what it stands for. Basically, despite claiming to be a feminist, she is anti-trans people. Uh, essentially, she came out in support of someone who, who simply had her contract not renewed by the company she was working with due to her creating an unpleasant work environment uh, for people, particularly trans people, by being transphobic, her contract wasn't renewed, which they were in, within their rights to do for any reason. And among other people, J.K. Rowling came out saying, yeah, I, I support her. And the fact is, <sighs> we've known J.K. Rowling is trash for a long time now, quite frankly. Yeah, uh, she's never said it explicitly, but like she does quite often like tweets that have yeah. uh, similar messages. Yeah, she's supported some problematic ideas in the past. It's not a surprise, we're just disappointed. Th there's seriously problematic things going right back to the books. The hook-nosed oh, yeah. banking goblins. The slaves who mm. happily enjoyed being slaves. Also, there's one entire Asian character whose name is Cho Chang. <laughs> yeah. It, the, the, point, the point we're making here is, Harry Potter has never been something perfect. No. And it has never been... It's not some standard to live your life up to. No. It's 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 the community that has grown around it. It's yeah. the people who have come together because of it. We've grown up on the books, and like so many people around the world, we've grown up learning these messages of love and tolerance and acceptance that these books espouse, which J.K. Rowling herself does not support. So for the most part, the Harry Potter online community has risen up to say, no, you're in the wrong, J.K. Rowling. You've yeah. taught us that. We're done with J.K. Rowling. We support death of the author, which is to say the idea that once the work is finished, the author no longer has any matter to it. So 
I'm not interested in anything J.K. Rowling said after July 21st, 2007. We support transgender people. We support anyone LGBT. We support people being people. Um, yeah, we are... I, I have so much respect for, like, the Harry Potter community. Yep. And, like, as, as a collective, everyone has come together to do what is right mm. and not what is easy. Mm. It's, it's, it's very good and it's very heartening to see this group of people who only know each other because of this person who wrote these books recognizing the difference between right and wrong and like collectively deciding that just because she wrote these books doesn't mean she gets to have a say she gets no more say no more say anymore yeah she's done <laughs> we're done with her harry potter belongs to us now yep. not us personally but like the collective no, us personally <laughs> we actually have the rights to harry potter harry so. potter is ours um, yeah, anyone out there doing any fan works, you can make your royalty checks payable too. <laughs> this is a great opportunity to, because uh, we still love Harry Potter. This is the thing. Of course. But I don't necessarily love Harry Potter because of the books, but because of the community that I have found because of the books, you know? We can continue to enjoy the books while recognizing that they are problematic, that those issues are there. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, uh, it's totally understandable to still be very invested in in harry potter and the community mm -hmm. uh and it's equally valid to no longer want anything to do with any of it yeah yeah if people choose to step away that's fine presumably i'm gonna guess if you're listening to this podcast even though it's not a harry potter podcast it's a harry potter podcast i'm gonna guess if you're still listening to this you're probably not completely cutting yourself off from everything anyway yeah, my, my point is, this is a great opportunity to support artists and fan creators and, like, even fan fiction writers who have been creating inclusive work from the beginning. So, go give love to all of the people who are better than J.K. Rowling. <laughs> well, we try to be better. I, you know. We make mistakes. We, we do. Uh, we're not perfect. Anyway, I think we've made that point. Now let's move on and discuss something that's completely unproblematic in any way. A Disney movie! <laughs> and and sorting characters into uh, classifications of types of people instead of recognizing them as complex beings. Complex beings? No. Everyone is a trope. Everyone is a trope. And our job is to find out which tropes they are and categorize them. If you could, like, more easily analyze it in a way, like... You could, like, get, like, percentages for which you fit each house. Mm. I guess that's, I mean, I think that's kind of what sorting is, really. It's like, yeah. it's just finding, like, which percentage is the highest. It's never saying this character is not anything else in any way. Yeah. But, like, yeah, everyone's got bits of everything. And we talk about that a lot. Also, there are, there are like, the, the four houses absolutely don't, like, cover all types of people very well. Which we have, we struggle with sometimes. Yeah, as we all know, the only kinds of people are uh, brave, clever, evil, and miscellaneous. <laughs> Shout out to my miscellaneous homies. <laughs> I I am a miscellaneous person. That sounds accurate, actually. <laughs> what kind of person are you? Uh, uh, miscellaneous. You know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, whatever. So, Frozen. Yeah, we're going to talk about Frozen, because it's cold. Frozen's a movie. It's cold, and it's the cold movie. Fro to be clear, Frozen and Frozen 2, the one that just came out relatively recently. Yeah. You know, it's all, it's all in one big thing. I hope I can remember enough about it. 
Prowess is a movie, it's based on the Snow Queen, but I don't think anyone knows that story because it's not exactly popular. But mm. Frozen was popular because Idina Menzel is amazing. Yeah. It's like it's like when this film first came out, there was like everyone was like so crazy hyped over it and let it go. To the point that many people kind of hated it out of contempt just because of the hype. Yeah. And like the hype was overblown. But also it was still a good fun movie. Yeah, it's still good. It's not a bad. It's not bad by any stretch. There are yeah. better films, but it's fun, and yeah. the songs are good. Idina Menzel is an amazing singer. Yeah, I was playing Spotify at work the other day, and there was like a a playlist that came up that was like, "Oh, these are like your top songs of the decade or whatever." And I was like, "Sure, that'll be fun to listen to while I'm at work because it's really slow and there's no customers because yesterday was Christmas." Anyway, uh, and one of the songs that came on was like, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." Okay, oh, right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Like, I hadn't listened to it for so long, and it came on, and I was like, you know what? This is a jam. Yeah. It's a fun song. I've got it. I, like, I, I know it by memory now, which I don't know many that many songs by memory. Mm. I did at one point. I don't know if I do anymore. The snow glows white on the mountain tonight. <laughs> Not a footprint to be seen. A kingdom of isolation, and it looks like I'm a queen. I'm gonna have to cut you off. You're... We're not, I'm not going to let you do this. Let it go! Let it go! I love you, but you're a little off key. <laughs> the cold never bothered me anyway. <laughs> what do you mean a little off key? I was flawless. What are you talking about? <sighs> hey, do you want to sort some characters? Yeah, who's first on our list? Oh, it's the main character. Is it Elsa? Princess... No, it's Princess Anna, because Elsa's <laughs> not really the main character. That's valid. Like, Anna is yes, the main she's character. frozen. She's the reason for everything, but the story is about Anna. Yeah. One thing that's like really interesting about the construction of the first film, particularly, is that the way the film is laid out, based on like the traditional Disney classics kind of mold, is that Elsa's kind of in the frame of the bad guy. Because mm-hmm. for most of the story, you don't have a villain. Spoiler alert, it turns out it's Hans, because... Plot twist for no... That's based on nothing, I guess. <laughs> Plot twist for shock value rather than it's good for the story. Uh, Frozen is a good movie, but it's not necessarily the best well-written. No, it's kind of garbage, but it's fun. I think Frozen was in development hell for a long time. Huh. Which is, which is why it's kind of like that. Like, it went through a lot of different iterations of what kind of movie it was going to be before it ended up being what it was. Which is impressive for how successful it ended up being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can still, like, you can still kind of see the cracks of where they took ideas from one version and sort of meshed it together, and you can sort of see how it, it it's not as well constructed as it could have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, the story really is about Anna, Elsa's sister, who, she's a princess, she's grown up with Elsa. When they were kids, they played together a lot with Elsa's ice powers, but then Anna got hurt. And end up having her memories removed of Aunt of Elsa's powers. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> well, yeah, because then pretty much immediately in the present day, she gets her memories back anyway and remembers Olaf and yeah, whatever. Like, really was kind of a pointless plot point. Maybe that was one of those leftover points. Yeah, that, no, that's uh, that's that's what yeah. I mean. A lot of that is kind of. So the story kickstarts with Elsa being coronated as queen because their family, their parents died some years ago, though. And I guess Elsa's only being coronated now because, like, she recently turned 18, I think? I think that's it. Anna must be, like, a year or two younger than her. But then, like, so as well, the plot kickstarts, again, partly with that. And then partly because 
Anna meets a boy. <gasps> what? Ooh. And he's so pretty and charming. Yeah, so she's been, like, cooped up in this castle, like, since she was a kid. Yeah. And she's super lonely because her sister has been, like, isolating herself. Um, So, like, she's super lonely and she just wants someone to pay attention to her. And then this guy comes in and he's all handsome and charming and gives her, ex- like, exactly what she wants. And so she doesn't question it. And she goes to tell her sister, who she hasn't seen for many, many years, that she's going to get married. And then Elsa is like, uh, don't do that. Met him today. <laughs> That's weird, man. <laughs> Maybe buy each other a cup of coffee first. But Elsa, we finish each other's sandwiches. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> they never once shared a sandwich. No. In the entire time they knew each other. They did not. <laughs> um, so... She like goes on the adventure to try and save Elsa, and then in the second one, she wants to be with Elsa and save Elsa, and she does. <laughs> yep. What's Anna's ca- What's Anna's character arc in the second film? Does Anna have a character arc? She's got some like abandonment issues. It seems like. Yeah, she has a weird thing. Like they, they, the writers really had no idea to what to do with her relationship with Kristoff at that point. No. In the second film, yeah, and she ends up. Like, Hans turns out to be the bad guy, so she leaves him, and then she ends up with Kristoff anyway, because Kristoff was better. Yeah. And then in the second film, Kristoff's trying to propose, but they keeps on screwing it up. And then he has a song about how maybe they're drifting apart, which leads nowhere. <laughs> that's, yeah, entirely that's pointless. nothing. It's very funny, because it's all very boy bandy, and there's, like, reindeer backup dancers and stuff, and it's hilarious sure. to watch. But it serves absolutely no plot relevancy <laughs> you know you know what would have been better though hmm. it's a song about him like knowing like singing about how their love is strong which is what he says at the end that their lo- yeah. love isn't fragile sing about how the love is strong don't have the fake drama for the sake of drama yeah sing about how their love is strong and he'll support her even though she's gone off on her own for this adventure because because that's okay like she had to do what she had to do yeah but then like the moment when he does reunite with anna his first words are immediately just like what do you need which is great so good my heart, Jamie. That was like watching that movie. Okay, I was like not super emotionally invested in anything going on in Frozen Two until like that that line. I'm just like <gasps> my heart. <laughs> Let's talk about Anna. Anna is impulsive. She rushes into situations. She's a Gryffindor. She is a Gryffindor. Damn it! I I said I said two sentences <laughs> describing her character. Oh, she's a Gryffindor, huh? Yeah, she's a Gryffindor. <laughs> she will do whatever it takes to care for and support people. She wants to be part of what's going on. She wants to help. And she ends up, spoiler alert, becoming the queen at the end and is a ruler. Yeah, and she's super She's super brave. Yeah. 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 Do you ever see posts from Constable Frozen on Tumblr? I used to. I haven't seen them any for a while. But... Yeah, I haven't seen any for a while either. But I remember watching Frozen 2 and being like, I hope Constable Frozen is enjoying this. <laughs> And I haven't seen any posts about it, but uh, they used to do these, like, edits of, like, Frozen. They were, like, really good, solid, like, Photoshop-type stuff where, like, Elsa was Iron Man or something. Yeah, there's, like, a bunch of different stuff. There were a lot of Avengers ones, uh, but there were were also things, like, where, like, it was, like, implying that it was a live-action film and showing, like, green screen behind-the-scenes shots of the characters on green screens and on wires and stuff. It's incredible, and I want... Yeah. I want Constable Frozen to be happy. Mind you, there were also ones where it was like, Olaf was like a pimp and he had Anna and Elsa on his arm. Was that the same person, though? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. Frozen Frozen came out 
over six years ago. I know, it's been so long. Yeah. I'm gonna... So, I... You keep going, I'm gonna find Constable Frozen. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll just carry on our podcast by myself. Yeah. Okay, so, Anna's a Gryffindor, it turns out she's not that complicated to sort once you describe a single personality trait of hers. Uh... Oh my god, I googled Constable Frozen, and that's one of the first images, the one you were just describing is one of the ones that came <laughs> up. <laughs> Yeah, um, so, up next is Elsa, Queen Elsa. I love that she's a queen, also, she's not just a Disney princess, like, the whole thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Apart from a few brief scenes at the beginning of both films, she's queen, and then Anna is queen by the end. It's not just a case of, like, why is she a princess? Where's the king and queen? Dead. She's the queen. And it looks like I'm the queen. Look, the fact is, that song is fun to sing. I it, don't care oh, yeah, no, say. I... I get you. I'm on your side here. Elsa? Who's Elsa? Alex, help me out. Elsa is shy and awkward, and she has magic powers, and she's scared mm. of using them wrong. She doesn't want to hurt people. She doesn't yeah. want everyone to hate her. Like, a character that you don't want to say that their personality is their powers or whatever, but her whole life and her like development has been shaped by having these powers, because... As a child, she was very playful and fun, and she would go out and do whatever. She would have a laugh with her sister. Yeah. Until her, until because of her using her powers to play, Anna gets badly hurt, and that's when Elsa becomes so reclusive and shies away. Mm-hmm. Because she doesn't um, want to hurt people. She doesn't want that to happen again. She doesn't want people yeah. to be mad at her. She doesn't want it to be her fault. She blames herself for like her parents' death. Also, because they yeah. left to go find answers or whatever. Particularly in the second one. Yeah. Yeah, once, she, once they learned that. Like, she has just, like, so much, like, guilt over things that are not her fault. She tries to hide away, and then when her powers are exposed, she tr- and, like, she ends up freezing over the kingdom, she tries to leave the kingdom to protect people there, ostensibly to protect people there, putting herself in isolation. She's got a lot of anxiety. It's relatable. Based on the, f- like, how, like, the... the story construction of a Disney film typically works. Let It Go is framed in the way of, like, the villain song, mm-hmm. which is super interesting. It is. And then by the by the end of the film, like, she started to come out of her shell a bit and, like, return to that fun, light-hearted side she, we saw as a child. And then she starts hearing a voice. <laughs> Arbitrarily. There's no real reason for it to start happening when it does. No. It just... It just starts happening. Yeah. I, I guess. It's um, unclear. Yeah. And then they go off on another adventure, and then she wants to do things alone. But this time, it's more about... Again, well, again, she's trying to be alone to protect other people. She's yeah. She's very much about trying to keep other people safe. Yeah. At her own expense, if need be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it turns out she's the fifth spirit of the woods. <laughs> so Which... the second film establishes... That, the second film establishes there's this forest with, like, four spirits. And they're the classical ele- like elements. Fire, water, earth, and air. But then, it's... but then everything changed with the fire no. attacked. <laughs> Not uh... everything is Avatar. Mm, it's kind of Avatar. One day I'm going to get a guest on here. We're going to talk about Shaolin Showdown, which also used the classical elements and was amazing. Okay. You don't know Shaolin Showdown? No, do I don't know what that That's is. That's why we need a guest. It's silly as all heck, but it was really fun. Hey, if anyone listening wants to guest <laughs> for whatever that thing JD's talking about, uh tweeted us anyway our next episode is gonna have a guest i'm really excited so anyway turns out yeah there's a fifth spirit and it's ice which is completely separate from water i, <laughs> I guess 
Yeah, you know, water, Dumb. ice. It, it maybe her power is cold, not necessarily ice. But that that's does, still dumb. That doesn't. Also, it's not. It's not because she specifically manipulates water at points in this film. In the uh... second film, she like pulls the water out of the boat to use the water memory, which is uh, no, <laughs> no. Um. They, they, like, tried to build up this grand lore, but put no work into actually building it up and just showed a cute little lizard that they can make a plush toy out of. Yeah. I think... So, the first Frozen movie was in development hell for too long. I think the second one was not in development long enough. <laughs> <laughs> Rush it out the door, cash in on the hype. I mean, yeah, that's what happened. What house is Elsa in? I kind of also want to say Gryffindor. She's a very different Gryffindor, but I think her her hmm. goals are to protect people at her own at her own loss. Hmm. I mean, my gut wants to say Ravenclaw, but I don't have, I can't back that up. I don't think she necessarily is particularly brave, though. Like, I don't think she's she doesn't she's not like a daredevil. She's not reckless. She kind of just well, I, there's some recklessness in like going off on her own. Mm. But I think a lot of the time she kind of tries to take the easy way out. You think? Like, I think that's. I think that's part of what's going on by, like, dismissing Let It Go, is by saying that was kind of taking the easy way out by just running away from the problem. I guess you're right. She's she's scared the whole time, and she tries to, like, hide herself instead of... Yeah. Yeah. She locks herself away for many years instead of, like, trying to actually... I, like... I guess I was looking at that more in the frame of she's trying to protect people. Yeah. To her own detriment, which seems Gryffindor, but... I think that but... might be more Hufflepuff. You think? I don't know. For some reason, I I get a Slytherin vibe from her, but like I couldn't put that into mm. words as to why. That's kind of just a feeling. I get that. Yeah. I what I is it? I get kind of a Slytherin Ravenclawy vibe. Why? I don't know. <laughs> maybe because she's got like the maybe because Let It Go is framed like a villain song. Maybe. I think the Ravenclaw comes from blue. <laughs> no, <laughs> the the Ravenclaw vibes are coming from. Uh, she doesn't listen to her heart, but her head. Um, until that moment where she sort of panics and runs away and has her let it go moment, um, which is her finally giving into her heart. The whole time she's like, uh, "Conceal, don't feel," you know, like don't listen to yeah. your feelings, don't don't let your inner whatever show through. Just be you know, what everyone wants you to be. She's she's making her head make all of the decisions rather than what, you know? I think if she hadn't had the incident with Anna as a child, she'd have ended up growing up as a Hufflepuff. Sure. But I think I want to I wanna go Slytherin. Okay. Do you have reasoning? So aggressive. You just said you got the same vibe. I do, but I don't have anything to back it up. Do we need to? <laughs> <laughs> Is that not what Our this- podcast, we can, we can do what we want. <laughs> We talked at the beginning of this episode about how it's bullshit anyway. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Tweet at us. We'll put up a poll. Let's put up a poll on Twitter. We get a vibe from Elsa that she's a Slytherin. The Sorting Hat just does a vibe check. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, we're throwing, we're throwing Harry Potter out the door. No more Harry Potter. Now it's all, it's, this is the vibe check hat. Uh, we're rebranding, we're rebranding everything. Um... <laughs> What's your vibe? Is your vibe brave, smart, evil, e- evil or, or miscellaneous. miscellaneous? I got a miscellaneous <laughs> vibe, personally. Um, <laughs> what are the Slytherin traits? Ambitious, cunning. cunning. Ambitious. 
Um, Evil. No. <laughs> snake. Else <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, is a, a Slytherin, unless you ha- have, uh, unless you can persuade me otherwise right now in <laughs> five seconds. She's not ambitious at all. She doesn't want to be the queen. Yeah, I guess. She's not cunning because, like you said, she just panics and runs away. That's not clever or cunning. So it's not very Ravenclaw either. She's not... Okay, she's not Gryffindor. She's miscellaneous. Oh, no, she's miscellaneous. (laughs) She's a Hufflepuff. (sighs) That doesn't feel (laughs) right, though. No, but I think it's more right by the end of the story and in the second one. I guess that's true. It is more right in the second one. She softens up a yeah. lot. Yeah. I think that's what it is, is that she's she's she puts herself at arm's length and when I get Hufflepuff vibes, it's someone who is open and welcoming yeah. and and warm. We talk a lot about like a different portrayal of Slytherins and stuff, but like the other houses can be portrayed in multiple ways too. Yeah, yeah. I think I think maybe I'm just like She's closer to Zachariah Smith than she is to Cedric Diggory. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't have that like warm Hufflepuff charisma. She's awkward and and quiet and reserved. Hufflepuffs don't necessarily have charisma. I I mean like a friendliness when I say charisma. Uh, okay. Because of her her personality, she's she's got like Ravenclaw vibes. But I I do think you're right in her actions. It is more Hufflepuff. Yeah. Let's move on. Okay. Sure. We'll go with that. We'll we'll put up a poll on Twitter because. I want to know what other people think. She's a, she's a Hufflepuff. Okay, but I'm still going to put a poll up because I'm curious. Fine, and whatever the answer is, it's Hufflepuff. <laughs> okay, fine. Who's next? Kristoff! He's uh, a good boy. Kristoff is also a Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, who's we next? We cannot spend like 20 minutes talking about Elsa. Kristoff is a good boy. Uh, he was raised by trolls, kind of. Yeah. Um, That's not really all that important. It was just so that he knew the trolls. Yeah. Which, like, isn't even mentioned when the trolls show up in the second one. No. There was, like, one of them did go and hug him because he was happy to see him again or something. Never mind. Okay. Right. Kristoff is an ice man. Apparently that's the actual job title. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Of, yeah, I saw it, like, in a summary. So Kristoff is an ice man, which is different to Elsa. <laughs> Who's an ice woman. Yeah. <laughs> he harvests the ice. Yeah, and he does it with a reindeer called Sven, and sometimes he pretends that Sven can talk and talks to him, which apparently Ryder also does in the second film. Yeah, because they're awkward and they don't know how to people, so they talk to their reindeer. He ends up sort of, like, begrudgingly helping Anna. He doesn't. He really doesn't want to at first. He's, like, he starts out really curmudgeonly at the beginning, but, like... And he thinks Anna is insane for rushing into her relationship Which with is... Hans and that like, you should get to know someone first. It's valid. Yeah. And then, like, after he's helped to get back, he realizes, oh, dang, she fit. <laughs> he's, because of their shared experiences and their adventure that they had together, he realizes that he has fallen in love. Too bad, too bad she already got a guy. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, why does he change his mind to go back? Because he doesn't find does, he doesn't find out Hans is a bad guy until he gets back, right? It just like he's just like I'm gonna go back anyway. I don't remember. Maybe we should have watched Frozen before. Maybe doing we should have watched Frozen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> eh, who cares? Um, <laughs> then he spends the second film. He wants to propose to Anna, and he is an awkward, bumbling mess. 
which really wasn't his ca- per- character at all in the first one. No. And then he meets someone else who likes reindeer. And, okay, it's a weird time to bring up Honeyman, but I'm going to talk briefly about, like... No, I... Yeah, same. My mind jumped to the same place. So before watching this, I saw a lot of like shipping online for Elsa and Honeymarin, the new female character introduced in this film. Mm-hmm. And based on that, I went into this film expecting Honeymarin to have at least a third line of dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> but Honeymarin's really not a character. She barely has a personality, and like she hasn't. She barely has a bond with Elsa. They just had a conversation. Yeah. In contrast. Ryder, who is also part of this group, has a clear, strong friendship with Kristoff. They bond over their sh- their shared love of reindeer and how they work. I would far sooner ship Ryder and Kristoff <laughs> than I would Elsa and Honeyman. People were just so desperate to ship Elsa and have yeah, her be gay. People just want Elsa to be gay, which is valid. I personally, I'm I'm very into an ace Elsa. Um, yeah, that's the thing. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna bash on anyone for their shipping or whatever. People gonna yeah. ship. Who are they gonna ship? It just seems so random and out of nowhere. And yeah, I do love the idea of an Ace Elsa. Like, yes, we we also need to see some like pr- actual prominent gay characters being portrayed positively in Disney films. They mm-hmm. need to friggin' get on that. Yeah. But also, Ace is also a good thing to show in, in more media. Yeah, it feel it just fits really well for me. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> like the the answer that she finds is herself in like the second one and all of that and i'm just like yeah. oh she ace um <laughs> she, she's got more important things to do yeah she's got better friends than a boyfriend like yeah. a lizard and a horse relatable yeah or a girlfriend whatever yeah i'd trade you for a lizard <laughs> wow <laughs> not I... even te- wait not even 10 lizards oh i don't need to trade you for 10 lizards you gave me 10 lizards I gave you ten lizards. That's why you're my favorite. I love you. Thank you for the ten lizards <laughs> I that I too. still have over there in a jar with a label that says ten lizards. They're plastic, by the way. Oh, yeah. They're not real lizards. <laughs> I, have ten, I have ten plastic lizards that JD won for me. Not actual live lizards. No. They're, they're plastic lizards that he won at an arcade. Because he had enough tickets to get, like, one big thing or ten lizards. <laughs> And obviously, Christoph. the correct answer was ten lizards. Kristoff is a Hufflepuff. Mm. Or a Ravenclaw. Okay, what's your reasoning? Well, he he meets Anna, and he's just like, I don't know, you're rushing into your feelings? That's dumb. Like, take time, think about it and stuff. Like, mm. use your head. Like, he wants her to think more. He wants her to slow down. Sure, sure. How he's portrayed in the second film definitely comes would be more Hufflepuffy. But also, like, he, he, I mean, he's definitely clever. And, like, he's, yeah. trained, he's trained Sven very well. <laughs> I don't know. I think he would say you should think with your head before your heart. Like, and he has an emotional moment where he's like freaking out. But like, like he says, their their love is stronger than that because he's not dumb. He's not headstrong. He wouldn't rush in like that. He would like mm. take his time and think it through. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I kind of like Christoph in Hufflepuff. In Huff- th- Hufflepuff? No. Oh, cool. You agree with um, me? I kind of like Christoph in Ravenclaw, which <laughs> oh. is different to what I just said. <laughs> I mean, I like it. I want that to be the case. I don't know if I fully believe it, but I'm going to agree with you because I like it better. <laughs> I th- I think his characterization changes somewhat in the second film, but I'm uh-huh. sooner take something from the first film over the second film if they clash. That makes sense. Yeah. Sure. I've, I've seen the second one more recently. Um, yeah, but I've seen the first one more often because mm. I've only seen the second one once and I've seen the sec- first one at least twice. I think. Yeah. Have I? 
I don't know. I've seen it at least twice because I went back and watched it. Uh, it was re-released with like a sing-along version. Nice. <laughs> and I went and watched it with some friends in college. Why would Why would you stop me from singing along? Why Why would you stop me from singing earlier? Because we have a podcast to do. What if instead of a podcast, we just sang the soundtrack? That wouldn't be a very good podcast episode. Mm, debatable. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to, oh my gosh, turns out he's the bad guy. Oh, Hans. Hans. Hans is a Slytherin. Slytherin. <laughs> so Hans turns up and he acts all nice and he tries to help Anna and he's like flirty and cutesy and like, we're in love. But then plot twist, turns out actually he was just trying to use her so that he could murder her and her sister. Yeah. And take over the kingdom. Super manipulating and Because like he's like the youngest of seven brothers or something, and they're all they all have their own kingdoms and he wanted one and he sucks. Yeah. And that's it. Um, yeah. He just he's just manipulating people for selfish gain. He's ambitious as heck. Um He he was genuinely like a positive like positive figure in Arendelle when they were in crisis and he was helping everyone and taking charge. Yeah. He could have been a good leader if he didn't basically choose not to. <laughs> yeah. He just chose, like, you know what? I'm about to get everything I could ever ask for, including, like, being married to, like, a really nice, cute girl who li- who likes me for some reason. Might as well throw murder into it. Might as well just kill her and hope <laughs> it all works out. <laughs> Hans is a Slytherin. Uh, who's next? Yeah. It's Olaf. He's a snowman. <laughs> That falls under miscellaneous in my book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of hate Olaf. Yeah, me too. He's really annoying. I'm not a big fan of Josh Gad. Olaf's clearly just there to be the cutesy, fun character for the kids to sell merch and junk. Yeah, I'm not super attached to him. I was so excited. Hey, spoilers for Frozen 2, but like, he Thanos is away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. cool. That's I'm fine yeah. with this. I was like, oh, nice. There are some stakes. Something has happened. Someone's died. Oh, There's never some mind. Consequences. Yeah, right. That's what I wanted. They they lost nothing. Absolutely nothing. No, just some time. Yeah. <laughs> and Elsa moved out. Yeah. <laughs> Frozen 2. Elsa moves out. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to be in summer, and Kristoff was like, I'm going to tell him what happens to a snowman in summer. And then he didn't, which would it would have been funny. But then he gets his own personal flurry, which is never seen in the second film. Did you notice how the cloud that was around him that was keeping him alive was just not there? Did they just forget that that was essential for his existence? Uh, yes. Or maybe it was winter? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was fall. Yeah. His personality is, yeah, he wants to help and play. And he's dumb. <laughs> That's kind of it, right? Is there any more to him? No. Yeah. He's not complex. No. He's not... He ain't brave. He ain't smart. He ain't evil or cunning. He's miscellaneous. Miscellaneous. Hey, should we just, like, say it just for the sake of it? House hot take. Hufflepuff is miscellaneous. (laughs) Hufflepuff is miscellaneous. Yeah. It's not really a hot take, but, uh... (laughs) By the way, I know you told me not to, but I have been playing with my slap bands this whole time. I'm sorry, I don't even know when I picked them up. It was entirely subconscious. Alex for Christmas got me some slap bands with the flippy sequins on. You know the flippy sequins? Because I love the flippy sequins. Kids at work, 
I work in a school and the kids have them on their lunchboxes and book bags and things. And I fiddle with them all the time. And I've been doing it for years. And now I've got my own flippy sequin. Because I knew that you would like them. Like, I've only realized in the last few years how much my entire life would have been improved by having stem toys throughout. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Alex, who's the last character <laughs> of our main character section? It's Sven! I demanded that Sven be put on the character list. Because here's the thing about Sven. <laughs> he's not really a character, he's a prop. <laughs> Sven is a Ravenclaw? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I feel like he's got the that like mm, this is a bad idea kind of kind of energy, you know. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like he knows he knows when something's a bad idea. He doesn't always argue with it, but he knows. You think he's like Gromit? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think if this? Do you think if like under a different writer, he might have been looking into the camera? Yeah. Frequently? Yeah, exactly. Can we sort Wallace and Gromit? <laughs> there are two characters! I don't care. <laughs> we could literally just do it right now. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> Wallace is a Ravenclaw, Gromit's also a Ravenclaw, there you go. <laughs> we did it! Welcome to our mini episode within an episode in which we sort Wallace and Gromit. And that's Gromit. Wallace and Gromit sorted! Nice! <laughs> Ba, 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 ba. That was that was the intro and outro music. All right, cool. <laughs> you're not a wizard; you're an inventor. <laughs> yes, I am inventing mostly. Cheese, Gromit. Um... Why is this Wallace and Gromit? <laughs> I love Wallace and Gromit. They're very good. I also love Wallace and Gromit. I'm more passionate about Wallace and Gromit than I am about Frozen. <laughs> You, this was your idea! I know, I wanted to do it! I thought it'd be fun! <laughs> uh, Wallace and Gromit would have been more fun. Shall we move on to the lightning bolt round? Yeah. It's the lightning bolt round! <laughs> oh no, everything's cold and frozen. Oh no, the lightning is frozen. Cold lightning. Whoa. The lightning bolt round, who's first? The Duke of Wesselton. He sucks, he's from Slytherin. Yeah. Up next is Pabby, the Troll King. He's cool. He's probably a Ravenclaw. Totally. Uh, how about Oaken, the shopkeep? <laughs> He's awful buff. Yeah, he is. The King of Arendelle, who died. Uh, probably Ravenclaw. How about the Queen? Okay. Ravenclaw. Sure. I would have said Hufflepuff for her, I think, but sure. Nah, I'd, I'd, I'd have said, like, Gryffindor or Slytherin for the King, but... Really? I, yeah. can, I can see Gryffindor, now that we've got a little bit of backstory to him I'll, I'll take the king as gryffindor yeah like that they actually like kind of have character in the second one yeah uh general matthias matthias i forget how his name's pronounced he was really cool though i really liked he that was character. really cool uh, i i kept on getting i kept on getting worried that they were gonna like have him turn traitor yeah that would have been bad but he was super chill like the the bit on the bridge when like anna confronts him and like he confronts Anna and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, we have to destroy the bridge. It's the right thing to do, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, he just starts beating a shield to draw the giants in. So good. Yeah, because he, he trusts her. Yeah. I gotta say he's a Gryffindor. Yes, definitely Gryffindor. Yelena. Ah, uh, Ravenclaw. Sure. She knows things. Sure. Ryder. Mmm, <laughs> Hufflepuff. Sure. How about Honey Marin? We don't know anything about her. <laughs> This is your chance to project and be like... Yeah, she really didn't have a personality trait. But here's the thing. 
what that tells us is she's not brave. <laughs> she's not smart. She's not cunning or evil. Mm. She's miscellaneous. She's miscellaneous. Tommy <laughs> Myron's a Hufflepuff. Yeah, she is. Also, also her name is Food. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's Frozen Sorted. Sure is. We did it. Now it's time to let it go. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. If you agree or disagree with any of our sorting, tweet at us or just let it go. Okay. We're just... <laughs> Man, I tell you though, that plot sure was uh, like sure was a bit uh, messy. Kind of a bit of a fixer-upper. <laughs> Oh, man. You know, we haven't recorded in so long. It feels like it's the first time in forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're struggling now. I'm, no, I'm trying to remember what is the first song. Like, what is the song? What is the actual, like, chorus line of the of the, of the the love song? Oh, open door. Open door. <laughs> love is an open door. You got a joke with that or are you just going to say it? Love is an open door. Yeah. Next week, I'm not going to have anything to say again. <laughs> it'll, it'll be fine. I don't remember very much about Glee either, but it's going to be great. It's going to be a good time. Mm. You should watch, like, one episode mm. or something. I th- well, no, I think it'll be better if I go into it not really knowing what's going on, though. You know, going a bit into the unknown. Oh, my God. <sighs> I didn't know where you are going with that for a minute. I was I was a little bit lost in the woods. In summer! <laughs> so stupid. Thank you for listening to Sorted! Uh, and thanks to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. Go check out some of the other awesome shows on the network. Uh, they just added a new show. Green Mountain Mysteries, a new show about dungeons and maybe dragons. It's a role-playing game. Yeah, podcast. it's it's an RPG podcast. Uh, they they have an episode up at this point. Uh, you should go listen to it. And you know what is Dungeons and Dragons is no dice. Yeah, no dice. Is, no dice is back. Uh, go listen to no dice. Our friends over at Simultaneous Catch came back after a mini hiatus. I think. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think everyone's coming back after the holidays. Uh, lots of good stuff. Lots of good shows. Go check them out. If you disagree with our sortings, don't at me. But if you want to talk about to us about anything else, you can find us on Twitter <laughs> at SortedPod. Uh, if we missed a character that you think is vital to the Frozen series, uh, send us that character and we'll sort them on Twitter for you. You can also find us both individually. I'm at Codename JD. And I'm at Pachu, P-T-C-H-E-W. Thanks to Matt Majakma of the Wampum Willows for this our theme song, The House of Awesome theme song. And, uh, send us... Tweet at us... Your favourite element. <laughs> tweet at us, tweet at us your favourite, uh, cold weather activity. <laughs> like, snuggling up with a book. Or, like, blanket forts. Or hot cocoa, or what have you. What's your favorite thing to do when it's cold? That's fine. Alex will sort those, and I'll sort elements. Sure. Also, can I... The guy who sent us his socks, he's delightful. Jeff Goldblum? No. (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't know. I just assumed you'd want to give a shout-out to Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, shout-out to Jeff Goldblum. Eric Grunkle? Shout-out to Eric, who tweets at us and sent us his socks. 
so that we could sort them because that was delightful. A picture of them. Yeah. No, yeah, he don't, didn't actually... Please don't send us socks. Actually, send me socks. If you have socks you want well, me to sort, send me your socks. On Twitter or otherwise. You can send us clean socks. <laughs> I'm not picky. I can. I have a washing machine. Okay. <laughs> Bye. They don't have my address, JD. They can't send me anything. Good. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Start a new house, it's called awesome. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Start a new house, it's called awesome. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.